This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. To a nation of snowflakes, Christmas has become yet another trigger word. The latest Christmas casualties in the campaign to create one large national safe space are none other than the beloved animated classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, denounced, believe it or not, for promoting bullying and homophobia, which first aired on television on December 6, 1964, and the Oscar-winning tune Baby It's Cold Outside, accused of being a date-rape anthem, crooned by everyone from Dean Martin to Will Ferrell and Zoe Dachanel in the movie Elf. Also on the Endangered Species Christmas list are such songs as Deck the Halls, It Supposedly Promotes Gay Apparel, Santa Baby, It Has Been Denounced for Slut Slamming, and White Christmas Perceived as Being Racist. One publishing company even reissued their own redacted version of Clement Moore's famous poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, in order to be more health conscious. The company edited out Moore's mention of Santa Claus smoking a pipe. Here's a line from the song. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. Believe it or not, that's a problem. After a year plagued with its fair share of Scrooges and Grinches and endless months of being mired in political gloom and doom, we could all use a little Christmas cheer right now. Unfortunately, the politically charged right and left have been trying to score points off of each other for so long using whatever means available that even Christmas has become weaponized. Yet just because the war on Christmas has been adopted as a war cry by Donald Trump doesn't mean that it's not real. Indeed, in its constitutional Q&A, 12 Rules of Christmas, the Rutherford Institute points out that some communities, government agencies, and businesses have gone to great lengths to avoid causing offense over Christmas. Many examples abound. In much of the nation's schools, Christmas carols, Christmas trees, wreaths, candy canes have all been banned as part of an effort to avoid any reference to Christmas, Christ, or God. One school even outlawed the colors red and green, saying they were Christmas colors and thus illegal. A New Jersey middle school canceled a field trip to attend a performance of a play based on Charles Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol, because some might have found it offensive. In Texas, a teacher who decorated her door with a scene from A Charlie Brown Christmas, including a scrawny tree and lioness, was forced to take it down lest students be offended or feel uncomfortable. In Connecticut, Teachers were instructed to change the wording of the classic poem, "'Twas the night before Christmas to "'Twas the night before a holiday." In Virginia, a high school principal debated out whether or not he could mention Santa or distribute candy canes, given that they were symbols of Christmas. In Massachusetts, a fourth-grade class was asked to list 25 things that reminded them of Christmas. When one young student asked if she could include Jesus, her teacher replied that she could get fired if Christmas's namesake appeared on that list. Things are not much better outside the schools, folks. While the First Amendment Establishment Clause prohibits the government from forcing religion on people or endorsing one particular religion over another, there is no legitimate legal reason why people should not be able to celebrate the season freely or wish each other a Merry Christmas or even mention the word Christmas. 
The Rutherford Institute's 12 Rules of Christmas guidelines are helpful in dealing with folks who subscribe to the misguided notion that the law requires anything Christmas in nature to be banned from public places. Yet here's the thing about this so-called war on Christmas that people don't seem to get. While Christmas may be a trigger for purging Christmas from public places, government forums, and speech, except when it profits corporate America, it is part and parcel of the greater trend in recent years to whittle away at free speech and trample the First Amendment underfoot. We are witnessing the emergence of an unstated yet court-sanctioned right one that makes no appearance in the Constitution and yet seems to trump the First Amendment at every turn. That's the right to not be offended. This is censorship, driven by a politically correct need to pander to those who are easily offended. Mind you, the government doesn't care about Christmas. It cares about one thing, control. By government, I'm talking about the entrenched government bureaucracy that really calls the shots no matter what political party controls Congress and the White House. The police state wants us to be a nation of snowflakes, snitches, and book burners, a legalistic, intolerant, elitist, squealing, bystander nation that will turn on each other and turn each other in for the slightest offense. This plays perfectly into the deep state's efforts to keep the citizenry at odds with each other and incapable of presenting a united front against the threats posed by the government and its cabal of constitution-destroying agencies and corporate partners. You want to know why this country is in the state it's in? As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, the answer is the same no matter what the problem might be. Whether it's the economy, the government, corruption, political brutality, endless war, censorship, falling literacy rates, and so on, every one of these problems can be sourced back to the fact that we the people have stopped thinking for ourselves and relinquish responsibility for our lives and well-being to a government entity that sees us only as useful idiots. We are creating a schizophrenic world for our children to grow up in, and it's neither healthy nor will it produce the kind of people who will be able to face the challenges of a future ruled by a totalitarian regime. You can't sanitize reality. You can't scrub out of existence every unpleasant thought or idea. You can't legislate tolerance. You can't create enough safe spaces to avoid the ugliness that lurks in the hearts of men and women. You can't fight ignorance with the weapons of a police state. What you can do, however, is step up your game. Opt for kindness over curtness and civility over censorship. Choose peace over politics and freedom over fascism. Find common ground with those whose politics or opinions or lifestyles may not jive with your own. And do your part to make the world a little brighter and a little lighter, and maybe, just maybe, we'll have a chance of digging our way out of this deep, dark hole. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. 
Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.